In kindness always is a way of being, growing and evolving. Your words, actions and contribution are your global heart print, your legacy. Welcome to the In Kindness Always podcast. I'm Amanda Mackay, sound healer and kindness advocate. This is where we create conversations, spark ideas and explore your emotional evolution. In some previous episodes, we've been talking about meditation and we've had our amazing guest, David Laws, on talking about uh, flow and trusting the universe. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about the word should, which I think is in a lot of people's vocabularies and consciousness, uh, the expectation Mm. of should be doing particular things. I think that the word should... It's something you need to take out of your vocabulary and give yourself a bit more ease. You know, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. It puts a lot of pressure mm. on yourself rather than being in flow. It's expectations and sometimes it brings overwhelm, anxiety mm. and I think that that holds people back in doing the things that they really love doing. So... Let's just explore should a little bit more. Okay. So I know you catch me saying this quite often and I go, oh, she's done it again. (laughs) Well, when you use the word should, if you feel how your body feels when you say it, it's not relaxed. No, it's It's tense. tense. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And and you've got these unrealistic expectations on yourself. Mm. Should be doing this. I should have already achieved this by this age Mm. because they're set up constructs from society or whatever it is. You know, at this age you should have a house, you should Mm. be married, you should have a dog, you should have kids, you should have that job. Yeah. You should be travelling overseas once a year. Should, should, should. (laughs) (laughs) And as I was saying to you before when we were talking about this, you'll should all over yourself was a, a saying I heard from someone. I had never ago. heard of that. I had yeah. never heard of it until you mentioned it, but it is very obvious. Yeah, I think That's it was right. like Wayne Dyer or somebody had said it and I was like, oh, that is so good. But yeah. we kind of fall into this habit of being really unconscious about the words that we use and should is one of those ones that, you know, that societal conditioning, as you said, that it, it places on us that we've got to do or be or, you know, be something that we're not. Mm, exactly. And it starts young. Mm. You should do your homework now. <laughs> yes. Who hasn't heard that? You should clean your room. Mm. Mm. You should stop talking back. <laughs> <laughs> it starts young. You should put your toys away. And that's an, like the, the immediate response to that is resistance, isn't it? Of course it is. Mm. Because someone is stopping you from doing what you want mm. with the should. And I was actually um, in a training course this week and one of the questions they asked us was, who likes being told what to do? And nobody put their hand up. No, it would have been a deathly silence, <laughs> I should imagine. <laughs> so really, that's that's pretty much what should is, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Being controlled, told yeah. what to do, which is limiting, minimising can be soul destroying if it's done long enough. Yeah. Shut off. People stop listening. Yeah. 
And then the person saying the should gets frustrated because no one's listening, which is understandable. It's almost like another SH word, isn't it? <laughs> it is an SH word. <laughs> so when you, when you catch yourself doing it, sort of pause, pause the shooting and just see how it feels in your body, see how the person you're saying it to responds to it. Mm. And it's important that you're not replacing it with a different word. So don't go and say must instead of should because <laughs> it has the same application, am I right? Must. Oh, is even must, stronger. Yeah, must is. There's no alternative. I have memories of must. It mustn't. Mustn't. My grandmother, my English grandmother, who mainly grew up in Australia actually, but you'd be talking to her about something and she'd say, oh, you mustn't. <laughs> and that and the, she put so much into that one word. It's like you knew everything that she meant just in the tone and the way she delivered that word. <laughs> it was incredible. Yeah, rightio. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> it's still there. There was disapproval. Ooh. <laughs> you know, there was uh, standards, blame, expectations, mm. all sorts of just in that one word. It was amazing. It's massive, isn't it? Mm. She she was, you know, she, she was an, a normal human being with, you know, qualities that everyone loved and others that, you know, not so much like everybody. <laughs> but um, the way she delivered that word was extraordinary. <laughs> <laughs> you, you certainly got the message. So other alternatives for should. <laughs> How about please? <laughs> hmm. Or talking to somebody about it or considering what your own expectations are on other people. Mm. Why should they? Because usually that's to make the person who's speaking feel better about something, mm. something or other, whatever that is. And the, time, <clears throat> the moment someone goes and uses a sentence towards you and they go, you should do this. Yeah, my immediate reaction is, mm no. What the hell would you know? <laughs> That's exactly right yeah. because you, they're coming from their perspective, their experience, their filter, not yours. Mm. Sometimes people are right when they say something to you. Mm. It's the delivering of the message that often is off the mark because mm. people can be right. You might need to get out of that. Mm. You know, funk of thinking that way or feeling sorry for yourself or whatever it is. Mm. They might be right. But having someone basically pointing their finger at you and saying, da 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 da, it's not going to help anyone. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to say that word again. I think I'll just freeze. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's some, what's some tips for us to, to avoid? Um, using should in in destructive ways. Well, it's the the emotion that comes with words as mm. well. Like I was saying with the word mustn't, mm. you know, that delivered a big, you know, string Impact, of yeah. emotions with it. There was a lot in there. You really knew what that meant, and it was not. Just, you know, you probably shouldn't do that. There was a lot in there. There was a lot, it was dripping with emotions. <laughs> so 
I would say have a look at why you're actually saying should. Mm. What is it in you that makes you think you need to tell someone else what to do? Mm. And if you can see that somebody is going through something, that approach is not going to work. So you can, you know, good idea, listen. Mm. What are they actually going through? And if they are, you know, going on an emotional bender and they need a bit of alignment, you can actually direct conversation with kindness. Mm. I mean, I've got a bit of practice. I've got four kids, you know, (laughs) and they're young adults and, you know, teenagers now. And it it is mostly that they want to be listened to. They Mm. want to be heard. They want to be validated Mm. in whatever emotion it is that they're feeling. Mm. So listening is the best thing that you can do. And it's not about agreeing with them. I don't always agree with what it is, but that's not mine. Yeah. So I don't have to. Yeah. And a lot of the time I'm not actually agreeing or disagreeing. I'm pretty neutral just listening. Mm. They need to be heard. And that's no different whether you're 20, 15, 8 or 75. Mm. It's being heard and being listened to, validated. Mm. Because like everyone, they might feel differently after they've had a little, you know, spiel about something and they've been able to talk about it and then you can just give a different perspective. Mm. Yeah, and I think once you validate someone and what they're feeling and experiencing, it makes it a lot easier to break down those barriers for them to find the answers they need. Yes, this is actually um, something that I was working with someone the other day and this one emotion that Mm. they had stuck Mm. impacted the rest of their life and it was validation. Yeah, That was the thing that it was, validation. They were not validated in how they feel when they were young and it set up this program of I'm not good enough, no one's going to listen, I won't be heard, I'm not valued in a relationship, I have to give over everything for me Mm. to be acceptable. And so the relationships are not healthy then Mm. because... They're expecting somebody to say, you are of no value. Yeah. So that's how they go in. Every relationship, every single one, I don't have value. So that can manifest as somebody, I mean, everyone's different, but it could be, you know, you meet someone and they seem edgy Mm. or angry. Yep. Or they constantly seem defensive their opinion has to be loud and delivered sharply. Mm. Um, that they could be passive aggressive. Uh, all these different things because they're expecting no one to listen. Mm. So then these are their like defense mechanisms for. Yeah. You know, I'm going to make you hear me. It's like, you, and if somebody who actually feels like they're heard or they don't need. They've been validated. They have that inner validation for themselves. Mm. Don't need to do that. No. They don't care. They don't always need to speak. They don't need people to hear them because they feel all right about themselves. So they have that self-confidence and that self-love and acceptance. Yeah. So that one emotion. Yeah. Not being validated sent ripples through this person's life, 
was extraordinary. That's incredible. Absolutely, because the the relationship they'd been in for so long uh, ended and that was what they wanted but then that brings a whole set of different things, you know, like when it when it ends it's the grief. Mm. You know, you had uh, dreams mm. and hopes. Now, I don't know if people go in thinking, well, I'll go in this probably be over in six months or five years but, you know, I'll give it a crack. <laughs> Everyone goes in thinking, oh, I, I want to be with this person. Yeah. You, you know, you would... You would think. I, I shouldn't assume, <laughs> but um, that's a general feeling. Yes, yeah. you know you're excited to spend time with that person and all that. And then, you know, as time goes on, all those things that we feel underneath do come through. Mm. So now that we've been healing this and working on it with this person, they have softened so much. It's just. It's such a beautiful, privileged thing to do to mm. watch people soften and actually like themselves mm. and feel like they have a place and that they now have a completely different vibration. Mm. So they're probably going to attract someone completely different who does see them. I'd like to just ask for all the females mostly mm. that are listening – if you are in a relationship with a man and you don't feel like they're emotionally available, I think there'd be a few of you there, <laughs> how does that stem back to your dad? Mm. And I guess uh, I'm, I say it in that way but I would say anybody. But I, I'm saying it that way because I relate to it as well. Yeah. <laughs> having, having a parent who's not emotionally available sets you up for attracting people who are not emotionally available. Mm. So I should probably take back that male-female dynamic. It could be any dynamic in relationships. So if you feel like your partner is not emotionally available, where in you thinks that or has that underlying pattern that a significant person is not going to be emotionally available. Yeah. So these these patterns unconsciously become part of us and form, you know, parts in our own relationships. Wow. Mm. Yeah. So in that, I mean, I would say change it in yourself. Mm. It's like being emotionally available for yourself first. Yeah. Taking care of yourself. Saying yes, saying no. Choosing who you spend your time with, how you spend your time. And if it's not your vibration, if it doesn't feel good to you, mm. don't. Yep. <laughs> so, And that's validating yourself. That's validating your real feelings of how you feel. Mm. Getting away from the should. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So it's almost when we say should, um, we're being a little bit inauthentic, aren't we? Because you're kind of you're almost promising yourself something you kind of know you're not going to do in some ways. Should is for the things that we don't want to do, I think. Yeah, that true. Are out of alignment of who we are. Yeah. You know, should doesn't bring any joy, <laughs> does it? And it, it even hurts to say. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it, it brings like, that cringy I, kind did of I, like, Did I just? <laughs> mm, I don't want to say that anymore. 
Mm-hmm. That kind of like, oh, no, I don't like that. Mm. So, you know, instead of I like, even something like I should take out the rubbish, well, you could say I need to because you do actually need to if mm. you want the garbage man to take your rubbish away, mm. which we then have appreciation for him because if we didn't have this person doing this job of taking our garbage, our house would be full of it. Yeah. So then we can bring in some appreciation for somebody that most people probably don't even think about. Mm. It just happens. Yeah. Just chuck that wheelie bin out, empty at the end of the day. It's like I actually, I personally really appreciate garbage (laughs) men. (laughs) The guy who comes to mow my lawn. Thank you so much. Mm. I really appreciate that. I don't get caught up in, I should mow my lawn. No, why should I? (laughs) (laughs) Someone else can do it much better than me and that's what they're doing. So I'm happy to let them do that and I'll go and create something that I love doing. Yeah. No should in there for me. So you will. There's no should. Yeah. That's right. I need to do that or I will do that or, you know, if you don't want to, there are some things you don't want to do but you do it anyway. No one wants to clean the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I know some people who love it. Um, So really, um, wow, it's about having conscious conversations really, isn't it? And and the dialogue we have with ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. So being more conscious and actually – thinking about the words that we use and the energy that they have and the impact that they have Um, because, uh, you know, even using that word with someone else, we don't know what we can trigger in other people or what we can sometimes trigger in ourselves. So it's all about being conscious and and not shooting all over ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) Also, it's very important that if you are changing something like this in your life, and you're having communications with somebody and you catch yourself doing it, it doesn't matter if it's should or blame or whatever it is, and you're communicating with someone, so actually hang on a minute, I'm going to stop there. I don't actually want to say this. I don't want this coming out. I don't want to say this to you. Actually stop yourself. Mm. There's nothing embarrassing or, you know, about doing something like that. Just like, oh, hang on, I was... I was change. I'm changing this. I wasn't going to say that, so hang on. I'll start again. <laughs> Let me reframe. Yeah, and <laughs> you're actually starting to change your language, and you're reading your own body and honouring what you really want. Mm. So it's okay to stop yourself mid sentence. Yeah, and it's, it's thinking before opening your mouth. So. Yeah, but sometimes we just talk <laughs> and words come out and you're like, oh, yeah, hang on a minute, where did that come from? <laughs> it, it, I find that too when I'm talking to people, like words come and I'm like, oh, that's an old program mm. from when I was a kid. That's mm. how people used to talk back then. I'm not going to use that word. Yep. And even with clients, sometimes I'll say a word and I go, actually, no, that's not the word. This is what we need to do. So I'll do it with clients. It doesn't bother me. Mm. Like and I you do. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't think, oh, I, I, sh- I should be, you know, no better. I mm. should not use that word. I should, 
I'm kinder to myself than that. Mm. I'm like, well, I've got just as much programming as everybody else. Yeah. So it's like uh, accepting that those things are there mm. and when you're changing it, you're changing the, even the biology in your body changes Yeah, with the words that you use. And being kind to yourself and not punishing yourself for using words and phrases that are just in our um, – in our history, in our consciousness, mm. our subconscious, all that stuff went in. Mm. It goes in all the time. And also forgiving ourselves for for using it and, and you know, accepting that we can appreciate moving forward mm. without it. Exactly. Mm. No shooting. No shooting. Thank you for connecting. To open and explore the gateway to your healing path to kindness, visit inkindnessalways.com.